innovation, academic excellence, and family-centered clinical care, Children's Mercy Kansas City is transforming outcomes for children around the world. Welcome to the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host, Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is Precision Therapeutics in the NICU. My guest is Dr. Tamara Lewis. Dr. Lewis is a neonatologist at Children's Mercy Kansas City and an assistant professor at the University of Missouri Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Lewis, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So obviously we know that the NICU is a very special place. Um, it has a lot of complicated cases. Tell us a little bit, you know, someone that works in the NICU all the time, tell us a little bit about the challenges of pharmacotherapy in the NICU. So I think one of the biggest challenges about drug use in sick babies in the NICU is that most of the medications that we use on sick newborns were not developed for that patient population. So these are medicines that were developed for adult diseases. All of the studies were done in adult populations. And then based on things like weight or size, the doses are modified to treat newborns. There are a few exceptions, a few drugs that have been developed specifically for the newborn population, but that really is the exception to the rule of us borrowing drugs from adult studies. So as a neonatologist and clinical pharmacologist, in my mind, the biggest issue is that a lot of the drugs we use in the NICU have not been sufficiently studied in the newborn population. And especially if you think about preterm newborns who are very small and very fragile. So for many of the drugs we use, we haven't done enough studies to know about the efficacy, to know about the toxicity or safety concerns. And we're not sure if we're using the right dose. And, um, you know, we're in an ICU and we have sick patients, so we do the best we can with the drugs that we have. But um, I believe as a, as a pharmacologist that we can do much better for our patients. So without the clinical research in this population of patients, what, what's, what can we do? How do we overcome the limitations of just dosing by weight and really get it down to that individualized patients? What, what's the plan to move this forward? So I think um, there's a growing recognition among the medical field and among the administration of the country that neonates are therapeutic orphans, which means there's not a effort to improve drug therapy in this population. And so recently, the Food and Drug Administration or the FDA has passed laws that uh, mandate drug study in newborns. The National Institutes of Health or the NIH have made concerted efforts to fund research programs that are looking at drug use in newborns. And increasingly, pharmaceutical companies are realizing that they cannot continue to ignore the newborn population in their drug studies. And so there is sort of a national recognition and a push to change drug study in newborns and do more thorough um, studies and to, and to make sure that we're not using drugs off-label in the newborn population so often. 
One of the major success stories in this arena is something called the International Neonatal Consortium, or the INC. And I'm a member of this consortium, and it's basically getting all of the stakeholders in the same room that have an invested interest in newborn pharmacology or newborn pharmacotherapy. And so you have the FDA, the NIH, the pharmaceutical companies, and academic researchers such as myself, all working together to prioritize diseases, to prioritize drugs, and get these very thorough, important studies done in the newborn population. And so there is, I believe, um, hope, and I think there is actual movement for the first time in a very long time to get drugs adequately studied in newborns and to know what we need to know to do the best for our patients. Well, this is great news, right? And I and I agree with you. That's that's good to hear that there's this effort now in in studying um, pharmacology in the neonate. But of course, Dr. Lewis, you're working in the the NICU today. So if mm-hmm. weight's not the best way to dose, what are you doing right now? And I guess this is this idea of precision therapeutics. What does that really mean? And what are you doing in the NICU today that's different, maybe, than other doctors in NICUs? Sure. So. In general, when you treat a patient with a medicine, you take a what's called population-based dosing approach, meaning no matter who the baby is, no matter their race, no matter their sex, no matter their age, you give every baby the same weight-based dose. And what we know from the studies that have been done is that if you give a population of infants the same weight-based dose, the drug concentrations in their body vary widely. So if you give all babies the same dose, there will be a large range in drug exposure inside their body and a large range in clinical outcomes. Some babies respond, some babies don't respond, some babies have toxicities, some babies don't have toxicities. And the issue is precision therapeutics is trying to understand specific characteristics of a baby that would allow you to modify the dose in order to get a standard drug exposure or in order to predict precisely what the concentrations will be in the baby's body, and what the outcomes will be, both efficacy and toxicity. And so my entire research program at Children's Mercy is trying to understand what are the variables that we can use to dose medications differently in sick newborns so that we decrease that variability in drug exposure and we decrease the unpredictability of clinical response. And really the work I'm doing is modeled after a lot of precision therapeutic work that has already been done in the adult population, looking at things like um, different disease endotypes, looking at pharmacogenetics, looking at patient-specific factors that we know in adults modify the dose of drug they need and modify the expected outcomes based on the dose of drug that you give. And so just bringing those concepts into the NICU population is really sort of um, 
the basics of my research program. Right. So in your research right now, in, in determining those factors that determine drug exposure, where, how far along are you and what have you, what have you found so far? So we're looking at a few different, very commonly used drugs in the NICU, and we chose drugs that have very unpredictable outcomes. So you give the standard population weight-based dose of a drug, and you really cannot predict what the baby's going to do. Will will the drug be efficacious or no? Will the drug be toxic or no? So we pick those drugs that we clearly can improve upon, and we are looking at um, the two, what I believe are the two most important determinants of what I'll call the dose-exposure relationship. And one of those is age and development, because you can imagine that a preterm baby born at 24 weeks has the ability to metabolize a drug a certain way, but even seven days later, 14 days later, that preterm baby's drug metabolism has changed so much just in that short time because of rapid development that the same weight-based dose seven days later or 14 days later is going to lead to a vastly different drug exposure. So one thing I'm studying is the effect of gestational age at birth and postnatal age in the NICU and how that changes the drug-dose exposure relationship. The other important variable is pharmacogenetics. So even beyond a baby's individual development of drug metabolism, they have a genotype or based on their DNA, their drug metabolizing enzymes are different from baby to baby. So a great example is the drug metabolizing enzyme cytochrome P450-2D6 or CYP2D6. We know from adult studies there is a wide range of genetic function of that drug metabolizing enzyme. Some humans have no functional enzyme, and if you give them a drug metabolized to that pathway, it will not be cleared at all. Some humans have um, what's called ultra-rapid function of that enzyme, so even more than you would expect in the average adult. But the problem is these genetic changes in drug metabolism have not been sufficiently studied in newborns. And so a newborn's individual genetics will also be important in how the dose you give results in a certain drug exposure in their body. And so my studies focus on those two important variables, age and development and pharmacogenetics. And what we have found so far is very interesting. For example, we're studying the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug indomethacin, which is very commonly used in preterm infants. Um, I would say probably at least 30% of preterm infants are exposed to indomethacin at some point in their NICU stay, depending on which NICU you're in and which country you're in. And just based on preliminary pilot data, in a very homogenous group of preterm infants, you know, less than 29 weeks at birth, less than a month of age, who all received indomethacin, if you look very closely at these factors, there are clearly distinct metabolic groups that we've never known about before 
meaning some of the babies metabolize the drug a certain way, some of the babies metabolize the drug a very different way, and then there's a third group that metabolize the drug even a different way. And so if you treat preterm infants as a homogenous population and give them all the same dose of indomethacin, you're, you're going to get 14 or 20-fold wow, variability wow. in drug concentrations. But if you look at this baby individually and say, which metabolic group do you fall into? Okay, knowing that, should we modify your dose in this way? you can really decrease the variability in drug exposure. And the ultimate goal is to decrease the variability in clinical outcomes and improve the care wow. of these babies. So that's yeah, sort so of that, the preliminary data that we're starting yeah. to see. It's fa- fascinating work, right? So at the, so the, end, the end goal of all this, right, is to be able to take an individual you know, neonate and say, here's your genetics and how you metabolize, here's your gestational age, let's, or your, your postnatal uh, age, and here's how we put that together, and this is like your perfect picture, and this is how we can perfectly treat you. Well, that sounds awesome and fantastic, and that obviously will improve outcomes and safety. Well, j- let me just say, because this is a fascinating um, topic to me, Dr. Lewis, I just kind of mm-hmm. want to hear from you now, like, what what is it you want people to know about you know, therapy in a NICU and this idea of precision therapeutics? Well, as a researcher who's really trying to move this field, one thing I really want people to know is that although NICU doctors are doing their best, we need to be more transparent with families about how little we know. Because most parents in the NICU do not know that 90% of the drugs we give NICU babies are off-label, meaning the FDA has never approved this drug at this dose for this patient population. And parents do not know that. And I think that the reason we are not more transparent is because we don't want to scare parents, but I think we've done ourselves a disservice as a profession because now parents don't want to sign their babies up for pharmacology studies. And I think if parents knew more about how much we need to learn to use these drugs optimally, they would be more willing to sign up and consent for research studies Mm -hmm. about, you know, drug efficacy and toxicity. And so one push in the INC that I mentioned earlier is to be more transparent with NICU families about the work that needs to be done and how every baby in the NICU can contribute to furthering knowledge and optimizing pharmacotherapy for neonates. The other thing that I would say is that um, we need more young neonatology trainees, fellows, and junior faculty to get excited and passionate about this type of research because neonatology has a really strong foundation in, you know, pulmonary development and surfactant deficiency research or, you know, hypoxic brain injury research, but we don't have a good history of hardcore bread and butter pharmacology research in, in among neonatologists. And so as a niche or niche of research within the field of neonatology, personalized medicine or precision therapeutics, I'm hoping really grows as a research focus in the field of neonatology because 
we can understand more and more and more and more about these disease processes, and that's important. But the, the real question is, can we treat these diseases optimally using the drugs that are currently in our, you know, wheelhouse and even better drugs that are going to be developed in the future. So that's, those are my big take home messages. Dr. Lewis, that is fantastic. So there, there's the call, right? Calling all neonatologists, right? <laughs> Come into this precision therapeutic research. And I agree with you. I think it's not even in pediatrics. It's also in the adult population. This is r- where we're headed, being able to really yes. individualize our care and outcomes can only be better, right? I mean, I think that's that's clear. And I want to thank you, Dr. Lewis, for the work that you're doing at Children's Mercy. And thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics of Children's Mercy, Kansas City. For more more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.